0: Welcome everybody to another episode of Outside the Barn Podcast, Season Two, Episode Two. I'm Kendall Shell with me and my co-host Trevor and as well as Blake Hoffarber, fellas.
1: How are we doing today? I'm doing good. I'm excited uh, to talk about the show. I get the chance to watch the Gophers play in person tomorrow versus New Orleans, so I'm excited to get a chance to be back in the barn. How are you doing, my man,
2: Blake? Doing well. Doing well. Had a good Thanksgiving with the family and watched, uh, you know, a couple of last games and hoping to go to a game here soon. But uh, hopefully I can turn things around from the last time I was watching them play out west.
0: Yeah, man, that was a that was a tough one. That was a tough one. I mean, let's just start there, Blake. I know I know that was a tough loss. Let's not even try to look past it. Um, Two tough losses really kind of uh, last few games here of what I guess we all kind of thought is. A promising team, a lot of talents team, but give your uh analysis, Blake, man. What what do you think went wrong last game and um how do we kind of move forward
2: from there? Yeah, man, I think we kind of knew this was gonna happen just with the roster this year, but you know, I had a lot of hope, you know, when I watched that Missouri game, at least in the first half, it was kind of like, Oh my gosh, this is they're rolling and versus a good team hitting shots. Granted, everything was fall in that game, but the last game I, I watched on TV, they were all at the Chase Center, obviously, where the Warriors play, and playing San Fran, a kind of a cool atmosphere, a cool game for them, but kind of a trap game, too, a little bit. Neutral court, more home court for San Francisco, but um, it just looked like a totally different team to me. I, I think, you know, obviously Garcia and Payne, and we got some bigs that can do some good things, but... Unfortunately, the, the guards struggled that game a little bit, and there was a lot of turnovers, a lot of sloppy play, play, and it just wasn't what I saw in the guards earlier in the year. So hoping we can turn that around. Granted, some shots weren't falling, and you know, guys weren't hitting shots that I saw earlier in the year, and that happens. But I think we just got to take care of the ball a little better and figure out more so who's going to you know, be the legit point guard and play majority of the minutes because – Last game, there it was just a little, little too last days to go with the ball, I think, and just way too many turnovers for uh, you know, a big 10 team of, of Minnesota's caliber. Yeah, no,
1: for sure. I think I don't want to continue to have this be like the narrative that we're saying these are good early season tests, but I think once again, like the Missouri game, I think this is good early season tests. You're on a neutral court, you know, you're gonna be in a situation most of the times, maybe you're gonna be closer to a team home, like the big 10 tournament. You know, you're gonna play is it an Illinois again this year, or is it Minnesota? Minnesota this year. For the Big Ten, I think it's at Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota. So, hey, that plays in our favor. But I think it was a good test. You know, it's your first true kind of role game, but it's a neutral site. So they kind of see like what it feels like to kind of be, you know, the backs against the wall. Obviously it wasn't the best showing, losing by twenty to, you know, San Francisco, no knocks to them, but we you know have higher expectations. Um but I think it was a really great early season test and hopefully um we have another good one tomorrow and then prepare for the Big Ten to start up versus Ohio State. Yeah.
0: I agree. I agree. I'm hoping that that veteran leadership we have in the locker room starts to come out right now. You know what I mean? We have a lot of adversity already early in the season. And, you know, I think Parker, I think Isaiah, I think those guys saw it. Um, You know, Dawson's obviously been around the block for a while. A lot of those freshmen last year got punched in the mouth a lot throughout that Big Ten season. Um, So I'm hoping, you know, they just come back stronger from this. And to your point, Blake, I think the guards got to start to get busy. Like, I started to just be able to get some buckets for this offense to be able to go out and score. But other than that, it's hard to really put a finger on what's really going to take this team to the next level. I'm curious. I'll I'll start with you, Blake. You know, as far as team identity, you know, if you were to coach, like, what do you think this team's identity is or what do you think it could be for them really uh,
2: to succeed in the Big Ten this year? I mean, I – to me, it, it's obvious, and unfortunately, it's not obvious yet. He's playing well, but the team's got to be Dawson Garcia, um, not not one man, but he's got to put the team on his shoulders and on his back a little bit and get going, and he's been getting busy, but it's tough, I'll be honest, and Trev, maybe you disagree, but to be a big, because bigs, like I said last time, they got to get the ball and have someone to dribble it up the court and you know, score some buckets to create more opportunity for the big to have spacing down low. So, um, you know, if if the identity is Dawson Garcia, I think it starts with him. But the identity of the team has got to be a 10 man approach. I mean, we don't have one guy that's, you know, he was a McDonald's All-American and all that and a really good player. But I don't think he can do it himself. He's not one of those types of players. I think we need some more players to step up, whether that's Ola Joseph, whether that's Payne, um, whether that's one of the guards. Um, we, we, we just need some help. And I think, you know, it, it was clicking versus that Missouri. I keep uh, going back to that Missouri game, but it was it You know, everyone was playing together, moving the ball around, taking care of the ball, hitting shots. And it just doesn't seem like that lately. And I, I, part of me thinks when I watched the San Francisco game, I know they were trying, but it just seemed like San Francisco had a lot more energy, a lot more toughness, a lot more grit. And I know that's not the case. We got some guys that have grit and, you know, toughness and diving on the floor, but I just, I honestly didn't see that as much last game. So I'm hoping they can turn around, you know, realize that, Hey, we're not losers. We're not used to losing, especially guys like Cam Christie coming in. That's a winner, right? A lot of these guys that are winners. We don't want a guy like that to be like, Oh, it's okay to lose. Not that he would ever think that, but you don't want to have that mindset. You want to go in saying. All right, that was a terrible game. We played like, you know what, we gotta figure this out. And I hope they take that upon themselves to do. And I hope Coach Johnson and the coaching staff makes them realize like that's not who we're gonna be this year. And we gotta we gotta turn it around because we all know what can happen from last year when you start losing one, two, three, four games in a row, it spirals very quickly, and we can't have that happen. Mm-hmm. I agree, completely agree. 100%. Yeah. I
0: agree. I think I think with no to your point you make
1: Go 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 ahead, Trev. Go ahead, Trev. No, I, th- I think to yeah, your point, Blake,
0: like, and Trev, I was actually going to come to you. Last year, I feel like the fan base was almost lost for a little bit, pretty much throughout the Big Ten season. And if we're being real right now, like, I'm going through social. I'm seeing what's going on. And I know you're going to the game tomorrow, Trev, so I want you to speak on it. But it seems like the fan base is pretty much already lost after – the Mizzou game after USF lost, like, I mean, I'm on social, like I'm looking, I'm just like following it and just the feel and the vibes of the program is, it's tough. And I think we've all seen some of the, you know, some of the pictures of just some of the emptier stands and the, you know, the emptier games. And I think as a player, like that's tough. I think that's tough to get up for sometimes. I think that's tough to as a coach to keep the locker room up. You know what I mean? When you don't even fight, you have that support. I think, during our time, you know, you know, especially with like Tubby, there was a lot of just hoopla around the program, you know, and I think the media is does a lot. Does a lot and really controls a lot of the narrative. And I think in a way a lot of the media has been lost. And I think, you know, during the Tubby time at the beginning, we saw how hype they were. Tubby time, we're here, you know, everyone's about. It. And then towards the end, when he started spiraling, you kind of saw, you know, them turn on him. And so for me, I'm kind of concerned with just that state of it because in my opinion I think you know we still need to see at least through this season uh what's going on but Trevor I want to hear your thoughts just about you know the state of like the fan base kind of your feel you're in many you're around the program like you're in the high school scene you know what the kids are talking about you know how it used to be both of you as Minnesota high school kids looking up uh, to be a gopher so talk a little bit about it Trevor what, what you see right now
1: I think so. the Missouri game was fun. It was, I felt like, you know, everyone's in tune. It was a random weekday night, so you saw the energy in the barn. I think the San Francisco one was, was the one that kind of took us back to last year, and I think that's when everyone's like, oh, here we go again with this. And to your point, like, once you start losing a few games, like every basket that you miss becomes, you know, the rim gets tighter and tighter. And, you know, when you're at the free throw line, everyone's like, oh, you know, there goes another miss. That, that can be, you know, detrimental to a team. Um, but also, I want to see the team, like, you know, kind of play like how we did back, you know, a little bit more, more full court press, getting those easy energy baskets, offensive rebounds, blocking the shot, doing those type of things, because that gets you your own energy going up. And I know, like to Blake's point, like, you know, be tough, gritty. Like, that's what we're going to do, especially in the Big Ten, because we're not going to be we're not going to be more talented than most of the teams we play. But like, how do we show up? How do we create our own energy? How do we bring that energy back to the barn? um because you know once you once we start if we start losing game hopefully not like to your point Kendall I want to see coach Johnson right out the year and hopefully they have success because I do still think he's the right coach I do think there was some fortunate circumstances but that's that's the way of the game um so I just want to see more just us up tempo like kind of playing together energies there you know dive on the floor blocking shots you know just crashing the boards hard it was kind of what we did you know we had athletes on the wing we Press full court. You know, we had us crashing the boards, you know. We had athletes on the wing. You're
2: talking about me too, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think I want to see it like Missouri. I think in the first half, that was, that was kind of what our identity, you know, should look like and can look like. We've shown that we can play that way. It's just, you know, consistent for 40 minutes.
2: And I think, Kendall, to your point, I totally agree with Trav, but to your point of, like, how do we get the hoopla back, right? And we all know that. It's easy. You got to get some Ws, right? Right. There's something called a win that once you start racking up wins, right, the fan base comes back. And I think Minnesotans want to see, you know, I'm biased, but I think there's no better ticket in town when the Gophers are good and it's rocking in there and they're playing a Big Ten team. It's a great atmosphere. People want to follow it. People want to go, even if it's negative ten out. But when things aren't going well, man, it gets pretty quiet in there and the crowd gets scarce. You know, the thing I hate, I grew up being obviously – local cities kid and grew up watching the Gophers, but it's tough when I'm just, you know, in the business community now or with friends and buddies and you bring up the Gophers, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, it's kind of like people roll their eyes a little bit like, Oh my gosh, what's going on. And that just, it, it sucks to hear. Right. Cause we all, you know, blood, sweat and tears for the, for the Gophers and ruin and gold. And we all are huge fans of it obviously and have been our whole life, at least Trevor and I. And it's like, It's tough to see. So I just don't know the answer. I think you gotta get some wins. I think you gotta get some good moments. And whether that's Dawson Garcia having a breakout season and killing it, even if they get a couple losses, like people wanna see successes, whether it's individuals having success, whether it's someone hitting a lot of threes, you know, Cam Christie taking off, being a freshman, like something to look forward to to say like, oh, I wanna go support the team because even if they're losing, they're working their asses off, right? They're diving on the floor. They're getting dunks. They're they're competing out there versus, hey, they're lacadaisical. Not saying they are, but you don't want them to get lacidaisical, lazy, playing cool. You know, that just can't be our identity. We're not a team that's got talent like a Kentucky back in the day or someone like that that can play cool and just have athletes that the game comes easy to them. We need to kind of act like it's more old school and toughness and nitty-gritty, whether that's pressing um, you know, we got to we got to get back to that style of ball. And I don't want to hate saying they're not doing that right now. I think last game they took a little step back, but we just got to get back to, to doing that and doing what they did, especially in Ben Johnson's first year. Right,
1: Minnesota fans are itching for us to win. You know, if we come out and beat Ohio State and Nebraska to start the Big Ten season, that but the bar is going to have ten thousand plus, you know, people in the stands. There, we're 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 waiting. We're all waiting for us to kind of break loose, kind of like football. Like to your point, like University of Minnesota. Like when we start off good, it's it's great. Then we, you know, kind of we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot. So I think we get a couple early Big Ten games, you know, wins, and you know, then the energy's there, and that's helped feed off the team. And like you know, who knows after that. But I could tell fans are still itching. You know, they still care. We're just waiting, you know, just for us to have that consistency. Yeah. And not that heartbreak. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And I think not to – you know, one more thing, Kendall. I think what people – and it's not Ben's – it's NIL and the portal. And I don't want to blame NIL. Like, I'm not here to do that. But it's more so the portal. These fans haven't had really somebody to cheer for for four years yet. I mean, people just keep coming in and out of the program. So it's tough for fans to go back and say, oh, I've watched this kid for three years or I've watched this kid for four years. Like, I become a fan of that player, that individual, you know, whether it was Andre Hollins or whoever. Right. These people stayed for four years. Well, now it's like, well, who, you know, I bet you half the fans come back to those games and say, like, who's on the team now? And, you know, who's still here? Right. It's kind of like it just keeps transitioning team, so it's tough to stay focused with, like, who's still playing for our team.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's going to be hard, Last man. For six, That's going to be hard. I was going to say, fans got to, they're going to get used to this new era of college basketball, to be honest, Blake. They're going to, this is different. It's going to be different. Like, NIL stuff, like, you could talk about it. Like, it's real. There's not a lot of NIL money with the Minnesota basketball program. It's known right now. And if we're going to want to compete, we're going to have to start to pay up. And also when it comes to actual culture and tradition, fans are just going to, have to get used to the new normal. I think that's all I'm going to have to say. It's just, it's not guys are not going to be here for four years anymore. Like very rarely, because if they're sitting on the bench, they're transferring. If they're really good, they're transferring up or they're going to the league or it's, I mean, that's kind of the, everybody else just falls in between. So, it's
1: gonna to be tough. Um, what, what what do you have on that, Trev? I hate it. I, <laughs> it's still hard to admit that the new norm. Like you know, you see one. I was watching a Kentucky game yesterday. I can't remember the guy's name. He played at West Virginia for four years, Then he leaves. He comes stays. Comes back for his fifth year. And now he's at Kentucky, and it's like it's you know it's just every year you got to get familiar with a whole new team. You know, one year they're at Michigan, then they're at Kansas or Minnesota, then here. It's just like how do you keep up? And let's be honest, I don't think we're ever going to get that NIO money, like just nothing against us. I've still ever realistically seen it happen. And hopefully, you know, hopefully something changes in the near future when it comes to that. But it's going to be hard to get used to the new norm with, you know, UCLA and the Big Ten and like all the, all the different changes. It's like what are, like what's going on?
2: yeah completely. Yeah, i mean part of me is thinking like do you go into the juco you know a little bit right and go after that and get guys that are experienced and you know just know like the whole knock on juco back in the day was they don't want to get a juco player because they're only going to be there two two years or one year right well that's reality now right so you might as well take an experienced person that's played and you know coming out juco that you know almost like a Devron Bostic, if you remember that name back in the day, almost, you know, and Paul Carter, I think they were both two co-players and came to the Gophers. And- well, hopefully, fellas, on the court, they figure it out soon.
0: I think we all have faith still. I think we all have faith in Ben Johnson still and what he's doing. Uh, Trev, you got to bring the energy tomorrow night. I need to see you towel-waving. I need to see you behind the bench, jumping
1: up, whatever you need to do. Oh, my jersey bag. <laughs> I just threw my jersey in the wash. I'll be ready. It might be <laughs> not the right color, but <laughs> I'll be on the court now. But I'm excited, though. I think it'll be fun. Uh, I think there's still a lot of hope around the team. I think there's a lot of fun. Uh, I think when the Big Ten season comes around, that's when, you know, your game goes up to a whole other level. So I know playing at Ohio State or, yeah, at Ohio State, it's going to be fun energy for them. And, you know, uh, that was one of the, that's like one of the only places I didn't win in the Big Ten was Ohio State. Blake, how about you?
2: I didn't either. That was one of the only ones too and I think we never won at Purdue for me. Nope. Yeah, I never won at Purdue either. Uh, that go. was a tough place to play. Not not that <laughs> to derail the conversation, but boy, that was tough. That was definitely tough. That was one of the
0: hardest. Yeah. That was one of the hardest. It was it was sneaky tough. You wouldn't think Purdue was so tough. Like why did it feel so tough? I don't know if it was a cease over there, but that was it was definitely one of my
2: favorite. But you didn't derail it too much. Well, at least when we were around, I mean I guess when we started, I mean, they had some squads and they still do, but I mean, they were one of the top teams in the Big Ten, so they had players and also it was, you know, a tough ass atmosphere with the people there. I mean, I think IU is the same way. I always joke with my buddies. I went to IU, they didn't have great teams, but except for our fresh my freshman year, but it was hard to play there, man. Those fans were crazy. And that's that's one thing. Like Minnesota's gotta get to that point. Where, like IU went through those seasons where they were not good, but you showed up and the fans showed up, right? I mean, they were rowdy, crazy. They were getting a lot of losses, but they still showed up. And I get IU basketball from a legacy perspective is a lot different than the you, right? But, you know, we can still have that. But those teams were nitty gritty. You know, Crean coached them. I mean, they, they were grinders, right? And that's what we need to be. I agree. I agree. Out of all those arenas, Blake, what was your favorite one to play in? It's a good question. I probably would think – even though I struggled to play there, I thought the atmosphere was cool. It was probably Indiana. Um, I mean, Michigan State was cool, but that was super challenging. I think Wisconsin just because of the rivalry game. But to be honest, I didn't love the Kohl Center. I thought it was just – you know, you could feel the hockey rink underneath it at time. I mean, it was just cold. Like, I mean, same thing with Ohio State. Evan will probably laugh. but I didn't love Ohio State. It felt like an NBA arena, right, which some people think is cool. But, um, you know, I, I would probably say Indiana just because I thought it was unique. I don't know. What about you, Trev?
1: What I'm like? going to go Illinois. I love playing at Illinois. It was fun. The, you know, the fans right behind the bench. Like, oh, like man, football. I did not like Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> Illinois, the, oh, the crush, like, I don't know. It was always fun playing there, especially because they have, you know, Brandon Paul in them, so it's always a ranked game. And I just like the, the fans right behind the bench or uh, behind the backboard. And just like. Did he ch- dunk on you there? See, uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully maybe, maybe the producers can
2: put a picture of him dunking on you right now. No, it's a charge. It you know. a video.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can't believe you said. Was it there actually? I don't know. Was it at Illinois? Yeah, it and you still love Illinois that much, man? Wow. No, I had twenty and fifteen. You, I was good. You set yourself yeah, up Everyone's true. <laughs> I know that was, that was
1: that's because you Hopkins kids play no defense, so Joe Coleman got
2: <laughs> <laughs> crazy. <laughs> uh, is, I, don't know, I like
1: Illinois. You like Illinois?
2: I didn't like Illinois. I mean, yeah. fine, but it was – I didn't like Illinois, too, because I hated running around like Demetri McKinney and all that. They were tough <laughs> to guys. They had good guards, man, and Trent Meacham, my freshman year, I mean, they had some good people, but, no, I was – I, I, yeah. Penn State was always – I didn't love Penn cool. State either. Penn State was gross. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm jaded, but I would – When the barn's rocking, I would think people. I mean, Evan always says he didn't win at the barn, right? And he got he had some good teams, Evan Turner. But I think that's a cool atmosphere. It's more of a college atmosphere, but it's not cool, obviously, if no one's there too. So,
0: yeah, I agree. I agree. I I agree. I can't agree with you, Trev. I don't know. I don't know about Illinois. That one just doesn't jump out to me. I agree. I agree with Blake on that one, but I say Indiana too because I'll take over. Yeah, for sure, but that's not saying much. But Indiana, Indiana is probably my pick too. I would say just because. Well, Blake, when Trev—I mean, our years, Trev—like we beat number one Indiana in case Christian or anybody wants to be reminded of that. Um, But we beat number one Indiana at our place when they had a lot of guys. They had a lot of guys on that squad, and then when we played at Indiana, I mean, it was almost like an outer body experience sometimes when it got so loud. How good they were. I remember Tubby uh, the one time Trev like tried to get the iPad up and tried to like have the guards like read the plays because we couldn't hear what they were saying and that lasted like two and a half plays. Like there was no it just they were they were always trying to figure out some way to make it work at uh, in Indiana. So I gotta say Indiana man, it was it was definitely next level.
2: I remember I shot two technicals there and I was the guy that they brought to the free throw line. I missed both of them and I remember. I mean, I should have hit on, but the rim was literally just shaking. You could see it when I was trying to look at it. It was crazy because they were just riled up.
1: When Ralph, I was at, at home. I didn't make the trip. That was my retro year. Ralph, it was. It, dunked was dunked it was that year. It really was that year, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you could. I got chills. You could see the whole camera shaking and everything. It was just like, yeah, Indiana's it was nuts. It.
2: Yeah, and they weren't even. I mean, they probably beat us that game, probably, but I don't I know who won too. that game, but. They weren't even that good that year and it was rowdy in there. That's what yeah. I thought was the coolest thing. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, like for another episode, I think that's
1: the pros and cons too. When you bring up Indiana, when they're bad, they're the only thing in town. When we're bad, you go to a yeah. wild game, you go to Timberwolves game, go check out the Vikings. You have other, you know, attractions. So it's a great thing also, but you know, that's a tough thing about being in the Metro. Yeah. Yeah. Good
0: point. That's definitely a great point and definitely a topic of conversation we need to we need to pencil for the next episode. But Appreciate you guys today. Um, You know, I just hope for a win tomorrow. I hope to bring everything back together. And I want to see the barn rocking. Blake, you brought up a good point towards the end of the conversation there. Evan Turner said many times he hasn't won at the barn. I've talked to a lot of guys where they say the barn's a tough place to play. I think we get used to it a lot. But the barn's a tough place to play. So if we can get that energy rocking again, if we can get some W's head into the Big Ten season, it's going to be a lot of opposing players that's going to be talking about the barn and, you know, how tough it is and some of those memorable experiences like we just had. But I'm excited. I'm excited still for this season. Let's bring the energy, Trev. Bring the energy tomorrow for us, bro. Uh, let's, let's make something happen. So, everybody, I appreciate you listening to another episode outside the barn. For Trevor and Bakway, Blake Hoffarver, I'm Kendall Shell. We'll see you guys later. Sky you
1: Mod, go Gophers. Pero